Well, hello everyone, and welcome back to the Fearless Faith Podcast. Man, I am just so excited. I'm excited about this podcast. I'm excited about this episode, and I'm excited that you are here today. Um, Wherever you are, whether it be in your car or in your house or you're washing some dishes, I know I love to turn podcasts on when I'm cleaning. (laughs) Wherever you are, I just want to invite you to just grow with me. I'm not perfect. I don't claim to be perfect. I make so many mistakes and fall so short, but I'm so glad that we have a perfect and a holy God that loves us anyways, and um, I'm excited to be able to share His Word and just hopefully encourage you guys through this platform. Um, Like I said, it's been difficult recently trying to find a place to be able to share that doesn't take up a whole lot of time because I don't want to spend so much time consumed with my phone and editing that I'm missing out on what's going on around me. I want to be present. And so this way, this podcast is just a way that I can still share, but it is very convenient to, it's a really great um, avenue to share with you guys. So I am um, actually sitting in my brother's closet right now and just trying to navigate through how to run a podcast. Um, But I'm excited about it, and I can't wait to see what the Lord's going to do through it. So I encourage you, if you are in a place where you can get your Bible, go ahead and get that out. We're going to be digging into some truth today on a very difficult subject. Um, I put something on my story on Instagram just wondering, and I, I put the question in a box that said, what is one thing that you wish the church was more vocal about? And I've actually had this conversation with a few people, um, a few people that are close to me, my mom, um, maybe the pastor's wife, about just some of the topics that are harder issues that I would love to hear more about. Um, And a lot of people responded and a lot of the answers were the same. And it was almost astounding that I got this similar answer over and over again. And that's what we're going to start off with today and I know you're like you just started a podcast and you're talking about this issue but I really want to dig into those truths that aren't really talked about that often because I think that our world and our culture is so quick to share their opinion to share their view on all of these harder subjects and I want the church to be the one to say this is how it should be this is This is how to approach this subject in light of God's Word, in light of what He would have us to do and how to react and respond. And so we're going to talk about some of these hard issues, and I'm going to get some people actually on the podcast that will share their personal experience about some of these topics and issues. And so stay tuned. I'm excited about what the Lord is going to lead me to. But as I was getting ready for this episode, I was just praying, and I've been praying for the last few weeks about Lord, what do I share? What what do you want me to talk about? And as I saw this topic, just, you know, people saying that they wanted it to be spoken more about over and over again, I said, well, let's tackle it. <laughs> let's go to God's Word. Let's see what His Word says about it. And so today we're going to be talking about mental health and depression, anxiety, things of that nature. Um... So I don't have tons of experience in this area. Um, I have never personally struggled in the 
in the um with like depression or struggling with that i have struggled with fear um a lot of i guess you would call anxiety um before and but it but it's a topic that i've been really exposed to i know a lot of people that struggle with it um some people close to me have dealt with it and i've heard their stories and i've listened to them and i've seen i look out into a world that is so consumed by fear and by just sadness, depression. And I want to first say before we even get started that I'm not an expert. I'm not a doctor either. And so what we're going to be talking about today is from God's word in light of how to just kind of combat this struggle. And um, we'll look into that a little bit deeper. So I want to be really sensitive with this subject. I I do want to go ahead and preface that there are different types of depression. I do know that it doesn't always have to deal with spiritual things. Um, I think that plays into it some of the time, but there are real medical, um, that people that are medically diagnosed with depression. And it's not just a spiritual thing. It's not just something that can be just say, Oh, just start reading your Bible and pray. There are real medical reasons for these type of issues. And so, you know, you have to deal with them. Different. There's different situations. People are dealing with this in a different way. And so I want to start by saying that I don't want to discredit those um, and just um, kind of brush it off saying, oh, this is all spiritual because I do believe that there's some medical side to it. Um, But we're going to be digging deeper into what it's, I mean, we live in a culture where we look out and there are people struggling with this left and right. And if you get close to people and you talk to people and ask them questions, it's very easy to find out that most people have struggled with this. Um, And again, I haven't dealt with it personally, and um, it's just something that thankfully I haven't really encountered much. But I think all of us struggle to some degree with emotions and feelings. Um, And that's the first thing I want to start off talking about. Um, A lot of times we are really quick to treat what we have. Um, For instance, sometimes we go to the doctor and they ask you what your symptoms are. And what they're trying to do is they're trying to get to the root of the problem. They're trying to figure out where this pain is coming from. And um, they could just say, well, I think it's this and give you something, but the root of the problem never be solved. Um, This is also true if you were to have a flat tire and you had a nail in your tire, you pull over to the side of the road and realize that, well, let's not say a flat tire. Let's just say that it's running out of air like there's a hole in it and you just put some duct tape over it. You're not getting to the root of the problem. You're just masking it up and you're fixing it for the time being. Same with if you break your arm (laughs) and um, you just take medicine and that, that helps with the pain, but you still have a broken arm. And I say all that to say, we have to get to the root of the problem. It's very easy to mask the pain. A lot of people run to alcohol and other 
and drugs and things to try to mask their pain sometimes. But the truth is, as soon as that wears off, the pain is still there. And so I think it's very important to go to the root of the problem. If you're struggling with something and something mentally, something that you need to heal over, a situation um, that you've gone through, something hard, a trial, or something that has been done to you, um, I encourage you to seek help. Um, I think that we live in a culture that we feel like we don't need help. Um, We can figure it out on our own or we're afraid to ask for help because we don't know what people are going to think about us. And I want to be the first to say that we can ask for help. God wants us to ask for help. And so when you're struggling with something like that, I encourage you go to somebody and start talking to them. It's okay to get counseling. It's okay to have a therapist. Um, I think that it's important to get to the root of the problem and not just mask the pain. Um, Like I said, there are real medical, um, there, there are people that are medically diagnosed with depression and they do need to take medicine. Um, But I think first we should figure out what the root of the problem is. Is it dealing with something that we've dealt with in our past? Is it something that's just come on and it has something to do with our health? What is it coming from and how do we respond to it? So let's look at an example in God's Word of a situation where someone, actually a man that is described as the man after God's own heart, struggled with this very same thing of depression and sadness and doubt. Let's look at Psalm 42 and we'll just gain some really great insight to how we respond whenever we're dealing with this inner turmoil and um, this doubt and depression. And so it starts off with a very famous verse. <laughs> a lot of people don't, don't realize the context of it. Um, it's Psalm 42, 1, As the heart panteth after the water brooks, so panteth my soul after thee, O God. Man, I love that verse. It shows David's absolute desire and thirst after God. And so you see that even in the beginning of this chapter, he desires a closeness with the Lord. He desires that relationship and um, that sweet fellowship with his Savior and his Creator. So much so, it's like this picture of this deer really, really thirsty going after a water brook. I love the picture. Um, It goes on to say, My soul thirsteth for God, for the living God. When shall I come and appear before God? And so again, you see this thirst, this deep desire for Christ. But then here's the trouble. He says, my tears have been my meat day and night. He's literally saying, "Um, my tears have been my food because I've been crying all the time. And it says, while they continually say unto me, where is thy God? This is where the doubt comes in. This is where he's saying, look, I really want this relationship with Christ. I desire and thirst after him, but my mind and my feelings and my emotions say otherwise. And so how do you deal with this? How did David deal with this? It goes on to say, when I remember these things, I pour out my soul in me. This is where it's at. This is where it starts. When you're struggling, you say, I want to grow closer to the Lord. I do. I desire that. I thirst after God, but I'm struggling with my emotions. I'm struggling with doubt. I'm struggling with depression. What do I do? This is what you do. You go to him. You pour out your heart into him. 
David didn't run to his best friend. David did not run to to anything. He didn't run to a self-help book. He didn't run to um, to sin, drugs, alcohol, or anything like that to mask the pain. He ran to the source of joy and satisfaction, and that is Christ. He poured out his heart to him. He told him what he was feeling. Um, and then go down to verse 5. I love this. Why art thou cast down on my soul? And why art thou disquieted in me? He's literally asking himself, why are you depressed? Why are you feeling this way? And then he says, you know what? I'm struggling with this, but this is what I need to do. I need to hope in God, for I shall yet praise him for the help of his countenance. This is where you see David struggling and yet praising. And he's not focused on fixing the problem. He's focused on growing closer to God. He's focusing on letting this be um, a trial to walk through, to grow closer to him, to let it be a testimony to what God can do. And he counsels his own heart in truth. He goes on to say, Oh my God, my soul is cast down within me. Therefore will I remember thee. He goes and he says, I remember what God has done. I remember he has been faithful to me. I remember that he has never failed me and I know he never will. He's going back to the truths of God's word. The truths and the promises that say who God is and who he is in Christ. And then it goes down, go down to verse 8. It says, Yet the Lord will command his loving kindness in the daytime. And in the night his song shall be with me and my prayer unto the God of my life. He remembers that God is with them. He remembers how God can transform the situation and take beauty beauty from ashes. Isn't that beautiful? He says in verse 9, I will say unto God my rock, why hast thou forgotten me? Why go a morning because of the suppression of my enemy? It doesn't stop. It's a hard thing that he struggles with time and time again, but every time he counsels his heart because you see again in verse 11 that he asks the question, Why art thou cast down, O my soul? And why art thou disquieted within me? But David goes on to say, Hope thou in God, for I shall yet praise him who is the health of my countenance and my God. So then again, he reminds himself of truth and promise. That his hope is found only in Christ. His satisfaction is in him and him alone. And he is the great physician. And every time he struggles with this, he can go to God and find this healing only found in him. Now you see this, this great guy that is just such a great hero of the faith. And he struggles with this. But we, I love to see how he responded. Because he always went through Christ. In this chapter, you saw every time he went to God first, he went to the source, the source. And he didn't, he wasn't focused on just getting rid of the problem. He was focused on growing closer to the Lord. The Lord uses everything for our good. And it's so hard to see it right now, friend. If you are dealing with this, I know it. I know it's deep and I know it's dark and you feel like you can't get out. But man, God is with you and he can turn your mess into your message. That's by JP. <laughs> and he can just do beautiful things in your life. The things you're struggling with will be your testimony. Your test will become your testimony. Man, I love these. <laughs> I don't know where I heard that one. But I'm serious. God can turn things around. 
Keep going to him. Keep going to the source of the problem. And find your strength and your healing in God. So another thing that I think is really important when talking about this subject is our thought life. I think um, that is one thing that is a really big issue because it's easy to let our mind wander to the, the feelings that we have. In 2 Corinthians 10, 5, it says, Casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalteth itself against the knowledge of God and bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. I love this verse, and it's a verse that you need to memorize and keep in, in your mind for times when you str- you're struggling with your thoughts. Because I love the word that it says, casting down imaginations. I think that so many times we can let our thoughts go to the what-ifs. We can let our thoughts go to the um, the fear and the worry, the anxiety, um, and the sadness, and just not focus on Christ. And it says we need to cast down these imaginations. Literally, we're putting into our mind, we're imagining what things would be like. We're really, a lot of times, remember, we're thinking about worst case scenario. And it says that we need to cast down those things that exalteth itself over God. And so when we think about these things, it's, it can become an idol. And it the more that we put it in, the more it's going to come out and the more that we're going to act in the way that we feel because we're putting our mind on things that are not of Christ. Um, so we need to bring into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. Another verse that we can go to is Philippians 4, 8. When thinking, when, we, when we're talking about our thoughts, it says, Finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of good report, if there be any virtue and if there be any praise, think on these things. And so I, I love this verse. This is also a really great one because it talks about the things that we should be thinking about. And so this is, it kind of acts as a filter for our lives on what we should be putting in our mind. Because these things that we're going to put in our mind will bring out good fruit and bring out joy and peace, such peace, because we're putting in the truth. I think um, we can struggle with a lot of our emotions and our feelings based on lies that Satan can breathe into us. And so it's important to go through this filter and the things that we think about and focus on and pray that and ask God to help us cast down all these imaginations and look to Him, the author and the finisher of our faith, the one that is perfect, the one that is holy, the one that has never failed us and never will, the one that is always there for us. And we have to remind ourselves of God's promises and God's truth. And stop thinking about these lies that Satan is just feeding into our lives because we have to go back to what we know is true. I always tell people, go back to God's Word and read what we know to be true. Um, Ephesians 2, I believe, is the passage. It's such a great one whenever you're struggling with who you are. Um, it, It deals a lot with identity. Go through that and And just underline everything that you are in Christ and be reminded that you are a child of God. You don't have to be enslaved to fear, 
You don't have to be enslaved to the the sin. You don't have to be enslaved to sin. You don't have to be enslaved to this hopelessness because God is a God of hope. He is a God of freedom and redemption. And you don't have to stay where you are. You don't have to stay in this depth, in this pit. Um, And the Lord is so good at restoring that relationship and restoring our thoughts and restoring who we are in Him. Heavenly Father, I thank you for who you are. And Lord, how good you are to us and how faithful you are to us. Lord, I thank, I thank you for the promises that are found in your word. I thank you for your word that we can go back to it time and time again. And no matter what the situation, we can find answers in the pages of, of scripture. And God, I pray for anyone that is listening tonight and that is struggling with one of these issues, whether it be depression, whether it be anxiety, whether it just be a hard trial they're going through, I pray that you're able to give them freedom and finding their identity in you, freedom and finding peace and joy that only comes from knowing you and satisfaction in you. Lord, I pray that you would just help the situations that they're going through that causes this pain. And I pray that they would cry out to you and come to you and direct their thoughts on you, Lord. I pray that they would seek help if they need it and to just persevere and know that one day this could be such a beautiful testimony of what you've done in their lives. I pray that you be with all of them and thank you for this platform that we're able to just grow together in Jesus' name.